The book of Jeremiah, starting with chapter 5. So, uh, this chapter starts with God telling Jeremiah to go through Jerusalem. He says, Roam to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem, and look now, and take note, and seek in her open squares, if you can find a man, if there is one who does justice, who seeks truth, then I will pardon her. So, he goes on to kind of argue with with uh, God, Jeremiah does, and saying, you know, at first, well, I, okay, I can't find anybody who's living justly. They're all going after their own ways, after other gods. Um, and he says, but these are just the poor people. They don't know. What about, you know, the the rich people, the highly placed people? And then he looks at them, and they're the same. They're, you know, they're, they're all going after their own ways and not after God's ways. Even the prophets who should be speaking the word of God are speaking their own words. So in 14, therefore thus says the Lord, the God of hosts, because you have spoken this word, behold, I am making my words in your mouth fire, and this people wood, and it will consume them. Behold, I am bringing a nation against you from afar, O house of Israel, declares the Lord. So he's, he's calling judgment upon these people who have gone far from him and have never, never repented. He's, he's uh, declared many times, come back to me, and they never have. 18 says, yet even in those days, I will not make you a complete destruction. It shall come about when they say, why has the Lord our God done all these things to us? Then you shall say to them, as you have forsaken me and served foreign gods in your land, so you will serve strangers in a land that is not yours. So he's saying he will leave a remnant, but he is also saying he he will have uh, he will bring the full rev- revelation to them that um, they have been judged that they are serving others now instead of the Lord God who has provided so much for them in the past. And and as far as the beginning of of this chapter, it reminds me of when Abraham. Um, was talking to God or the angel of the Lord about the destruction of Sodom. And he kept arguing with them. And God kept lowering the number of righteous people that he needed to see in order to not destroy the city. And But in the end, God or his angels did the walking to and fro. Whereas here, God has Jeremiah walking to and fro in Jerusalem to decide the fate of the city. Starting in verse 20, um, you know, God has a, a word for his people. Declare this in the house of Jacob and proclaim it in Judah, saying, Now hear this, O foolish and senseless people, who have eyes but do not see, who have ears but do not hear. Do you not fear me, declares the Lord? Do you not tremble in my presence? For I have placed the sand as a boundary for the sea, an eternal decree, so it cannot cross over it. Though the waves toss, yet they cannot prevail. Though they roar, yet they cannot cross over it. But this people has a stubborn and rebellious heart. They have turned aside and departed. They do not say in their heart, Let us now fear the Lord our God, who gives rain in its season, but the autumn rain and the spring rain, who keeps for us the appointed weeks of the harvest. And he tells them the reality that that is a life apart from God. He says, Your iniquities have turned these away, and your sins have withheld good from you. For wicked men are found among my people. They watch like fowlers lying in wait. They set a trap to catch men. So he's saying, you're going, you're not going my way, 
And so you're not walking in the way of blessing, you're walking in the way of curse. 29. Shall I not punish these people, declares the Lord? On a nation such as this, shall I not avenge myself? An appalling and horrible thing has happened in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests rule on their own authority, and my people love it so. But what will you do at the end of it? So he's saying, the people are supposed to most represent me to all the people are doing so falsely. They're doing, they're, they're propping themselves up in their own ideas instead of the ideas that I've put forth, my life. And so he said, I, I, I cannot allow this to stand. And then we're on to chapter 6. And God and Jeremiah use many words that are rich with meaning about the destruction of, of Jerusalem. But, you know, I'm, I'm not... It, the Lord can lead you to a verse and it can speak uh, so strongly to you, but I'm going to be quite short with it. But he's saying he's going to bring a nation from the north and he's going to cut off his people. And so he's, you know, this is going to happen. And, and, you know, he goes into great detail about the siege and the oppression and the, the difficulties because of the wickedness. He's saying even the prophet and the priest who are supposed to represent me to the people, they have healed the brokenness of my people superficially, saying, peace, peace, but there is no peace. Were they ashamed because of the abomination they have done? They were not even ashamed at all. They did not even know how to blush. He's saying the people that are supposed to represent me are not leading people into my life, away from the world. They're just saying, hey, this worldly way you're living is just fine. Therefore, they shall fall among those who fall. At that, at the time that I punish them, they shall be cast down. Thus says the Lord. So he's saying, even those people who feel very secure that they walk in a godly way, they shall be cast down if they're not truly living amongst my way. He's basically saying, I will do away with false religion. Religion that uses my name, but does not have my life. I will do away with it at this time of judgment. But a a promise is offered. Thus says the Lord, 16, Stand by the ways and see and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. But they said we will not walk in it. So he's saying, I am offering a way. There is still a way. My promises are still available to you. But you must walk according to this ancient path. You You must attain to the life that I offer for the purposes of mankind. To represent me and my life. To take on my life. To convey it to all of creation. So he says again, I'm bringing destruction and disaster. He says, your burnt offerings are not acceptable and your sacrifices are not pleasing to me. He's saying, just going to church one, two, three times a week or, you know, doing other religious activities that make you maybe feel holy and pious. That's I'm not impressed by these things. This is not the life that I have created man for. Therefore, says the Lord, behold, I am laying stumbling blocks before this people, and they will stumble against them. Fathers and sons together, neighbor and friend will perish. So he's saying, I will will put an end to this way. And again, he talks about the destruction and the terror that he's going to bring from the army of the north. The last, I don't know, five to seven verses of the chapter, 
shows a picture of this woman, this daughter, who's, you know, going through this horrible difficulty and and being tested, being facing destruction, and um, in in the end, basically shows the metal being uh, trying to be refined to pull out fine silver, but there's no fine silver coming out. The Lord is rejecting it all. It's bronze and iron and lead and the refining fire is going on, but there's no fine silver being found. And then we're on to chapter seven. And in the first 15 verses or so, he's, he's you know, God has given Jeremiah uh, the word to stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim there this word and say, hear the word of the Lord, all of you of Judah who enter by these gates to worship the Lord. Amend your ways and your deeds, and I will let you dwell in this place. So he he's saying, if you will just live according to my ways, turn away from your own worldly ways. Turn away from the deception, the, the mixture with the world, and live according to my way, and I will free you. But then he goes on to say, but you, you won't. You, you, you continue to go after these ways. And so I will bring judgment. He said, I've I've provided your fathers this way of blessing in the past, but you've continually turned away from it. And he tells uh, he, he tells um, Jeremiah not to even pray for these people. He says, don't intercede for them. I do not hear you when you do so. Do you not, 17, do you not see what they are doing in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? The children gather wood, and the fathers kindle the fire, and the women knead dough to make cakes for the queen of heaven. This is the fertility goddess, so same thing as Easter. Um, and they pour out drink offerings to other gods in order to spite me. I, I don't want to make too big a deal about Easter, because it's not all about Easter. But, I mean, <laughs> God is very much against it. And it is a major part of modern Christianity, at least in the English-speaking world. But really, it's just a picture of the general state of things, of the mixture of worldly ways, of, you know, demonic influence, and and just carnal, you know, reality, versus the way of God. And He wants us to live according to His way. And so that's an easy picture to look at, to say, well, are we going His way, or are we doing things with bunnies and eggs and stuff are, are we are we worshiping the crucified christ the risen lord or are we doing fertility things i mean again that's just a picture but um the picture is important because the picture represents a true reality and the true reality is he has a higher way for us these people that god are judging they would have said well this is no big deal I still worship the Lord. We're just doing this, and this is fine. It's not really a big deal. This is fun. My parents did it. The whole culture's doing it, so it's fine. And God's saying, no, I'm going to judge this. I hate this, and I am bringing judgment upon this whole system. It's easy for us to look back and see what other people were doing that God judged and say, well, they were horrible, but what I'm doing is fine. It's no big deal. No, you're doing the exact same thing, and God does not like this mixture in his people and he will have a holy people that represents him and his purposes for all of creation and all of eternity we can either choose to go that way which is a way of blessing and peace and joy and righteousness 
or we can choose to be those that are judged. It's a it's a quite quite simple, and it it's one way is wonderful, <laughs> one way is terrible, um, and he leaves that choice up to us. And starting in twenty one is twenty one is a great uh, extension of this. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, add your burnt offerings to your sacrifices and eat flesh. For I did not speak to your fathers or command them in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt concerning burnt offerings and sacrifices. But this is what I commanded them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and you will be my people, and you will walk in all the way which I command you, that it may be well with you. So he's saying, look, just going about certain religious practices, that is not what I've made you for. That is not what I've called you for. I've called you to an entirely different life where you are led by my spirit and positioned according to my ways to bless the whole world. But you're just going about religious practices and thinking that that makes you holy and righteous. That's not the purpose for all this. 24. Yet they did not obey or incline their ear, but walked in their own counsels and in the stubbornness of their evil heart, and went backward and not forward. Since the day that your fathers came out of the land of Egypt until this day, I have sent you all my servants, the prophets, daily, rising early and sending them. Yet they did not listen to me or incline their ear, but stiffened their neck, and they did more evil than their fathers. And then he tells Jeremiah, You shall speak all these words to them, but they will not listen to you. And you shall call to them, but they will not answer you. So, you know, he's saying, look, you're going to give these words because I'm, I'm giving them every chance, but it's not going to work. The people want to go their own way. They don't want to go my way. He says he's rejected them. He will bring, he's forsaken them, the generation of his wrath. For the sons of Judah have done that which is evil in my sight. They have set their detestable things in the house, which is called by my name, to defile it. He does not like us mixing the way of the world, the way of demons, with his way, his life, his name. And then we see here, they were, they were even uh, sacrificing their children, uh, which again, unfortunately, we, we sacrifice a whole lot of children today as well. But they, they, were, they were doing that over fire. We do it before they're born. And he says, look, this place where you've been doing this, it will never, no longer be called Topheth, but it will be called the Valley of Slaughter because I'm bringing judgment upon you. And that's, that's it for this chapter. It says that the, valley, uh, the land will become a ruin, and then we're on to chapter 8. And this chapter, he, he talks about the destruction coming on these people, and he, he says the whole purpose of this, this judgment is that you wake up and come back to me. And he says, but the people aren't doing that. They're continuing to go in after their own ways. He says, 12, were they ashamed because of the abomination they had done? They certainly were not ashamed, and they did not know how to blush. Therefore, they shall fall among those who fall. At the time of their punishment, they shall be brought down. So if you know what happened to the judgment in, in Jerusalem and Judah, it came in waves. And he's basically saying, you would think after the first wave of being conquered that they would humble themselves to me, turn back to me, but they didn't. So I had to bring wave upon wave of judgment in order to, you know, finally break through to at least some small remnant of the people. 
He says, for they come and devour the land in its fullness. Uh, the whole land quakes, the city and its inhabitants. For behold, I am sending serpents among you, adders for which there is no charm, and they will bite you. My sorrow is beyond healing. My heart is faint. That's a, a reference to in the time of uh, Moses in the wilderness when the snakes came out as a judgment and and were biting people and killing people. And then Moses built a, a bronze snake to look at to be healed, which was a symbol of Jesus. So the same thing, this this judgment, he's saying, I, I've got to make you, I've got to bring about judgment enough so that at least some of you will turn to me and be healed and be saved. It's, there is a way, but this way that you're going, I cannot let that last. That is not what I've made mankind for. Is the Lord not in Zion? Is her king not within her? Why have they provoked me with their graven images, with foreign idols? Harvest is past, summer is ended, and we are not saved. For the brokenness of the daughter of my people, I am broken. I mourn, dismay has taken, I mourn, dismay has taken hold of me. So, you know, God is, is, uh, God is not happy about this. Jeremiah is devastated about these things. Um, and yet God says, I have to bring this about in order to have a pure people. This is also a picture of a woman being taken into the wilderness and going through all kinds of difficulty in order that pure sons may come out of her. Um, you know, the, God must bring about a, a people who are truly uh, united in single-minded, single-hearted love and worship for him and his way so that these people can be filled up with all that he is. And then we're on to chapter 9. And Jeremiah and God himself are both lamenting at this people, just going their own ways. Adulterers, treacherous, lying, just going after their own evil ways and not the ways of God. In 7, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will refine them and assay them. For what else can I do because of the daughter of my people? So refining, again, it's a if you're the metal being refined, that's a brutal process you get melted down and separated it's you know if if you were metal and you could feel that would hurt <laughs> beyond imagination and yet he says what else can i do i've got to bring out the pure thing and remove this wickedness with his mouth one speaks peace to his neighbor but inwardly sets an ambush for him shall i not punish them for these things on a nation such as this shall i not avenge myself so 11, he says, I will make Jerusalem a heap of ruins, a haunt of jackals, and I will make the cities of Judah a desolation without inhabitant. Again, it's easy for us to look back and see, look at, look at what God did. Look at those terrible people that deserve this judgment. Aren't we glad that we're holy and righteous? That is exactly how those people felt at that time. And then, you know, they're, they're looking around. Who is the wise man that may understand this? And who is he to whom the mouth of the Lord has spoken, that he may declare it? Why is the land ruined, laid waste like a desert, so that no one passes through? The Lord says, Because they have forsaken my law, which I set before them, and have not obeyed my voice, nor walked according to it, but have walked after the stubbornness of their heart, and after the Baals, which means other gods, other ways, worldly ways, demonic you know, ways, as their fathers taught them. This is... You know, just because you're going after the way you were taught by your parents or your culture doesn't mean it's okay with me. 
I have laid forth my way and I want you to go according to my way. That's why I created people in the first place. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will feed them, this people, with wormwood and give them poison water to drink. I will scatter them among the nations whom neither they nor their fathers have known and I will send the sword after them until I have annihilated them. And then he calls for the mourning women and the wailing women. He, he basically says, you know, because... <laughs> This is going to be a terrible, awful time. People are going to be crying out how we are ruined. We are put to great shame. And 23 says, Thus says the Lord, Let not a wise man boast of his wisdom, and let not the mighty man boast of his might. Let not a rich man boast of his riches, but let him who boasts boast of this. So he's saying, no matter what you have, what you think is, is good and sets you apart as special for God, None of it is worth anything. Here's the only thing that you can boast about. That he understands and knows me. That I am the Lord who exercises loving kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For I delight in these things, declares the Lord. He is impressed with people who worship him, who fill themselves with the fear of the Lord, and look to his way for their life. That is the only thing that he says is, is worth honoring or worth anything. 25. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, that I will punish all who are circumcised and yet uncircumcised. So this is all who, you know, they're circumcised. So they're they're supposedly walking according to my ways, but yet they're not. They're religious. They're not living this life of the spirit that I am giving, that I am leading. Egypt and Judah and Edom and the sons of Ammon and Moab and all those inhabiting the desert who clipped the hair on their temples for all the nations are uncircumcised, and all the house of Israel are uncircumcised of heart. He's saying all these people don't go according to my way. If you ever see the Hasidic Jews with the long hair and the things, that's part of the law of Moses, or at least their understanding of the law of Moses. Um, and he's saying, you know, people are not doing that. Um, but that, again, this is speaking to a people who are have been set apart by God, but are going their own way instead of going the way of God. And he's saying, <laughs> trying to end it on a higher note, looking at uh, tw- 24, but let him who boasts, boast of this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who exercises loving kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth, for I delight in these things. So he's saying, if you live according to my way, I am full of love, justice, and righteousness, and I will provide that way for you. And that's it for today. God bless you.